Welcome to the Goners, everybody, the only video game podcast. I'm your host, Alan Carlisle. I have with me, as always, Brandon Takeda. Hey, everyone. And the, uh, the the founder of the site, our personal Steve Jobs, well, maybe more of a Wozniak, Christian Metaxas. Hello, hello, hello. So, guys, New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Oh, thank you. What have, uh, what, what have you been up to this week, uh, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, as we're going to get to later on in the podcast, uh, the new winter anime season for this year has started out. So I've been watching a ton of anime, uh, trying to catch up with stuff that I hadn't finished last year, but also uh, watching all the new stuff that's coming out this year. Uh, along with that, though, I've been playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Hell yeah. You like that game? It's, man, it's something crazy. I, there's been a lot of like hype about it. It won a bunch of awards uh, last year, and I totally get why it, was, it received as much high praise as it did. It's excellent. Can you, um, can you tell that the lead actress, actor, is, uh, it hasn't acted before, that the they're just like a, I think they were like a, a, a office manager or like a graphic designer or something. She was there, one of the Ninja Team's video editors. But yeah, oh, no, like it it's she does an excellent job in it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, no, it's there's a lot of moments where you like very expressive face. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, because uh, she's doing mocap too, right? Yeah, she does the mocap for the main character as well. Uh, mm. and yeah, all the stuff, all, like all of her VO work has been excellent. It's a re- like just a well-designed, interesting game. Plus, uh, it's a game that recommends that you play it with uh, headphones on. Right. So the sound design for it is really interesting. You have um, Hellblade is a game that deals a lot with mental illness uh, surrounding their character. Right. Um, and so she hears all these voices whispering to her. And mm-hmm. they'll either, instead of having like a, a pop-up, kind of like tutorial saying hey this is how you dodge or hey you should attack this the voices will like whisper to you from oh, different, wow. different directions like oh hey maybe you're going the wrong way or hey like you should be afraid and stuff like that and it and, and it's not just like one or two voices there's like uh so far at least i've there's uh, a few that uh come in and out uh of your head and as you interact with different parts of the story uh, you'll you hear different voices like um, one of the early boss battles uh, has to do with fire. So she yeah. uh, Senua, the main character, she deals right. with uh, burnt corpses as offering to one of the gods in North mythology. And mm. when she interacts with them, she has like these empathetic uh, visions where she sees what happens. But then as she tries to do her objective, she hears all these people screaming and running from the fire and stuff as she like goes on her quest. And it's really crazy, and it's so That's, cool. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if this is like spoilery, or if, if you, or if it's not a good thing to ask, or whatever. Can you? Uh, are the voices telling you things? Are they trustworthy? Are they like? Are they always on your side? Are they always telling you the truth, or so, is it like? Uh, so far, uh, I've only played a little bit of it, so mm-hmm. I, I can't speak to later on in the sure. game. So far, they've been helpful but at sometimes also very confusing because uh with uh, i guess to go along with like the whole idea of mental illness when you're starting to hear voices it mixes up with your own thoughts and ideas so uh speaking of that fire segment 
uh, I had a moment where I was I personally got a little confused because the voices who had been helpful for the first little bit telling you, hey, dodge because this enemy is attacking right. you. Maybe there's someone from behind that you can't quite see. Uh, they, uh, they started telling me that I was running the wrong way from the fire. As if they were in a confused panic state themselves. And so uh, it was really interesting. It was kind of annoying because I died because of it. But it was this right. like you could sense the fear and the confusion and you had all these different voices talking to you. So it like really put you in a sense of like panic where you were trying to figure out what you were supposed to do, which in the end didn't end up being very difficult. It's just you have to put yourself in the body of someone who has like right. a mental disease where they uh, mental illness where they hear these voices and it becomes much more daunting because of it. And uh, we should say that like none of, I don't think any of us, um, and this is not me saying you have to tell us, but this, I don't, I don't think any of us uh, uh, deal with um, uh, auditory hallucinations or that kind of mental illness. Um, so I, I don't want to, I, <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't want to overstep, you know, or say too much, but that sounds really fascinating. It sounds like a really cool uh, game it's, mechanic. It's definitely an interesting uh, game design feature. Plus the game looks like not it's not only the audio design that sets it apart the game looks excellent as well all the visual effects uh the all the models for it and even uh how they cut in uh visions from senua's past into it uh they have this like very almost photorealistic quality to them uh almost like uh, fmv full motion video in older games but done yeah. in a really new and interesting way even speaking to the uh to the auditory hallucinations over there i i can't think of the game but mm. I remember it, it does exist. There is a game. I, 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 I can see. I can see it in my brain, um, yeah. where there'd be these text boxes, and they would literally cloud. The they would crowd the screen oh, as cool. if to, uh, So it's it's interesting to see like a more polished game, maybe like yeah. sort of making use of the medium in a way that we haven't seen before. Uh, at least not executed to that degree. That's totally that, that that that's a great way of saying it. Like I I think this is innovation for art not innovation for innovation and that that's a that's a cool thing to see um weirdly it reminds me of um shadow of mordor mordor in in that like game in that 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 that, that one system that like kind of takes the spotlight oh, what, what happened that? the nemesis was system the nemesis yeah and it then got dlcified it, well, it got it. in the new one yeah the, new one. the yeah. old one was supposed to be excellent uh, what I, I hear, yeah i hadn't played i i didn't really take a lot of interest in the game i played no, a little bit of it so i didn't really get into the the meat of it but our, we have a few friends who really enjoyed it and apparently the nemesis system is very good i mean it made a lord of the rings assassin's creed like uh interesting which is a hell of a hell of an accomplishment for sure so Christian, what the hell have you been doing this week? I've been recovering since retail holiday season. Um, oh, yes, I fucked off to the middle. Of <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pissed off both my jobs. <laughs> Peace out. Uh, yeah, so just relaxing. Um, we've been doing. We've been doing a bit of. I've been doing a bit of Warframe. I started trying out just because I'm just so. Not even ambivalent, just like apathetic toward Destiny Two. So I picked up yeah. Warframe to see how that worked, and I've been doing a couple of uh, a couple things on the PlayStation. What I'm I'm currently wrapped up in a uh, a weird 
Cold War situation with Smash GG, if you know oh, what that is. Okay. So, yeah. back in, I want to say, mid-October, <clears throat> uh, to sponsor the Capcom Cup, you could donate money, or or not donate money, you could, you could purchase things from the eShop on this website, and it would help... Uh, it would help the tournament. You know, the money would go toward the tournament and a little bit to the website, I guess. And so I bought two copies of Daigo's book, The Will to Keep Winning, one of which I was uh, going to give to Brandon here. Um, yeah, you know, like a nice... To yeah, be we, fair, I paid for that. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon paid. Yeah. So <laughs> after the exchange, it was like a hundred and something bucks. Months go by. <laughs> and I'm emailing okay. these people being like, hey, oh where my, my where's my signed copy of this book? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't heard from the distributor, the supplier, and um, uh, we're going to probably refund everybody's money if we don't hear back from them. I'm like, cool, great. Looking forward to either getting my book or getting all of my money back. <laughs> More months go by. <laughs> and I email them and I say, look, can I get my money back? And they're like, no, no, the books are gone out. We swear it. And so I'm thinking, okay, all right. I say, okay, great. I'm looking forward to getting my books. I get the books. It's not the proper. It, what? <laughs> I got one copy of Daigo's The Will to Keep Winning. And then there another. You go, you're halfway there. Yeah, well, and then the other half was uh, like a mango, uh, a, a, not a manga featuring, not mango, oh. featuring Daigo. So it, it, it was a manga. I think we covered it on the website actually back when yes, it we did. Uh, it's called Daigo the Beast, and it's volume one of a manga, uh, or Daigo's early life in the arcade and just before he became the world's greatest Street Fighter player. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's kind of cool. Great. Sure. Neat. What bought. Yeah, not what I bought, not what I paid for. <laughs> Certainly worth less than a signed copy of what I paid for. Yeah. So then I emailed him again, and I'm like, look, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I, let's let's just you just need to give me my money back at this point and they're like we're really sorry i've pinged i've pinged the uh the the shop team and we're gonna see what we could do for you and i like tomorrow i'm just gonna email them and be like i know what you could do for me you can give me my money back so day um, one of the podcast starting deep with smash gg let's do it and you know what and, and, website. and you know what uh you know what i uh and i said as much in my email to them i said i'm a patient guy Oh, um, I, I understand that things happen, but let's get real. It took months for me to get this package, and then it was the wrong order. I think, I think I need to get my money back. That's fair. Yeah. Is totally. that am I am I being an no, asshole? Totally, no, 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 no. You just told me you, <laughs> as a person who's also invested in it. No, not <laughs> as an someone who's money. Like what I paid for. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been on both sides uh, of the retail hell experience then. Yes, now I'm I'm in it. So it's it. I'm you're it. qualified to know, right? You you yeah, and and that's why and you know a young Christian might have been man, fuck right. those idiots, like old, yeah, old snake, old Christian is, old is snake. very much is yeah. is sympathetic to the uh, the holiday madness just because I I lived it this year and it was it's not to be balked at. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, so I mean, uh, so uh, aside from that, a little bit of Warframe, okay. and uh, mostly just we've been working on stuff for the site, so uh, we're going to roll that out soon, hopefully. And Anything uh, you want to tease? Anything yeah. you want to uh, talk about? Or is it too um, not is, ready yet? Is this an announcement of an announcement? Ooh. No, it's just uh, <laughs> the announcement within the announcement. Uh, no, no, not that. It's... Uh, yeah, it, just looking into the marketplace, uh, that sort awesome. of implementation, and then uh, we have some weird bugs on the back end that we're we're looking to address, and um, maybe a potential redesign to accommodate a new uh, 
new media on the uh, on the homepage. Oh, very exciting, Sorry. especially yep. the part where people give us money. I'm fucking down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could use that. I could use some some money, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> just enough to get the kids going, just enough so that I don't have to burn the paper I print my article on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my kid. By candlelight, he's yeah. he's waxed it to a to a skull, <laughs> scribbling, and he's got the he's got the hood drawn over his head. He's got just like the Gregorian chants, and... just like the monks back in the day. And then you got the I... Leafs playing in the background. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I could just I'm just picturing it now. It's just you could just hear the 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 the, uh, the red buzzer light going off, and then you got like your your monk hood on, and you're just nodding piously yeah, <laughs> as yeah, you're scribbling yeah. down. The <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, nothing else. Really. Okay, cool. Sounds like a, sounds like a good week. And, You've been you've been hinting, oh. you've been whispering to me. Let's oh, hear it. Well, okay, so let's hear about Alex's adventure. Oh, big adventure. Well, it's been a very big week for me. Very big news. My sister got a Nintendo Switch, which means I've been playing the shit out of Zelda. <laughs> which means you got a Nintendo Switch. Nice. The classic. Oh, guy. It's good. So I don't know if you've heard of I was called Horizon Zero Dawn. Breath of the Wild, but it's a good game. I don't know. People should yeah. be talking about it. It's got like okay. So we now we have someone who verifiably has played. Oh, I've not even played it. What? No, I, no. Well, I don't think. I think maybe Cody uh, from our website has played it, but I don't think anybody else has. It's, so like, what, so what's what's special about this game? Okay, so um, it's got. So there've been a lot of survival games over the past since Minecraft. That's kind of become a thing, right? Like you have survivor surviving mode and Fallout and then you have like, you know, um which is so interesting cuz you wouldn't you wouldn't think of Minecraft Alpha Minecraft 20 well, 2011 Minecraft is a quote-unquote survival game. But, it totally started but uh, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and no, the, it totally is. The, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. open what do you call it, the early access thing which in in the early days of early access, oh, that's right. Days, yeah. All yeah. about survival Arc. games. Um I remember nope. paying twenty bucks for Minecraft oh God. back in the I, day. I think I paid twelve. Maybe? Oh Christ! I bought it way later, like a few years ago. So I was not part of that initial wave, unfortunately. So the thing I really like about the Zelda game is, in general, it it opens itself up um, to the rest of the gaming world in a way I haven't seen Nintendo do before. Like there are ref- there are influences from from Minecraft survival mode, from Rust, from Fallout, from uh, Assassin's Creed of all places, uh, Dark Souls. There are nice. like clear, clearly lifted little ideas from all these places, and it shows like this new Nintendo that's willing to kind of be aware of the space it's in and allow some of that to permeate. As opposed to like that Nintendo, the Citadel. Yeah, exactly. Like, they do yeah, their yeah, stuff their yeah, way. Okay. Um, but what's great about all that is that all these survival games, and I've played a hell of a lot, and everybody has the idea of what they want these games to be. They never quite are, right? You can go fishing in Skyrim. You can drink water in Fallout 4. But you don't really want to. It it always boils down to being some kind of like annoying checklist. And uh, what's so awesome about Breath of the Wild is that it has all of these systems. The, the fishing and the cooking and the, the drinking and the sleeping and the all that but it all is that all the systems, instead of being kind of on their own and things you can do, they all kind of work together and network together so that you're naturally motivated to do these kind of external things. Um, best example is cooking. 
So it's not like a it's not like a task list. It's like they've all coalesced into one task, which is your play. Exactly. Game. Like I want to climb that okay. mountain. Great. Well, I want to wait for it okay. to be a sunny day because if it's too wet, I won't be able to climb up the side of the um, mountain. So right, right there, will be uh, a sunny day. Okay. The water will be warmer. I or the air will be warmer. I if I'm going to climb the mountain, it's going to be cold. So I need to get cold weather gear, or I'm going to take a health hit for every couple seconds I'm on there. While I'm at it, I should go into the forest where I know there's all this spicy food. Pick the spicy food and cook it all into like a spicy broth because that will buff my ability to survive the cold. So then I'm doing all these okay. different systems. I've interacted with the cooking, I've interacted with the exploring, I've interacted with the horticulture, all of this to prepare me for this mission I'm going to go on, which is climbing a mountain, which is exploration. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's, it has got that Nintendo um, design down. It, it, it knows what it wants to do and it knows how to get you to do it. And it, it's just, it's wonderful to see all the kind of the legacy of the survival genre finally kind of getting somewhere get realized and actualized in like a, a quality piece it's awesome. yeah that's yeah that's something that's always turned me off about the survival game genre is just like you have to punch some trees and then you gotta do this and just to like have the basic levels of fun it's such a, like a it's such a chore to be honest but it seems like with uh, breath of the wild at least a lot of that isn't optional but like the core fun gameplay is still zelda oh, yeah. While you, while to explore and have a cool adventure, you get to explore these well-rounded systems. Yeah, it's just all these little systems come up, and it's like, oh well, I oh there's a cooking pot, great. I, I need to get some health food, so I might as well do the cooking while I'm here on my way to my next mission. Or, you know, I want to buff my sword because I, I keep getting killed over there, so I'll, I'll take the whatever sword I have. Like it just, it all just kind of naturally becomes background processes that you enjoy doing, as opposed to oh I gotta drink water so that I feel like I have to drink water so that I feel like I'm there. Um, it's just, in terms of system design, Nintendo, man, Nintendo doing Nintendo, and it's awesome. So it's interesting, you, you, you've referred to them as background processes and system design. Mm -hmm. Do you think that in the last couple years where we've seen this, this surge of this sort of this genre and style of game, do you think that is a, uh, do you think that is the art as process manifesting itself? I mean, I've in the game yeah absolutely um i think i think that's the ideal we've been working towards you know um you want to feel natural you want to feel like you're just kind of this is a living breathing world and you're just kind of living in it and part of that is having these little chores and these little um loops that you just naturally get into like uh for example if i'm playing like heavy rain um or whatever the new one is detroit become human and i go into the kitchen nick nick cage uh david cage is he's gonna want me to do the dishes but i'll have no reason to do the dishes but um my character would want to have to do it so this is like a game that has given you a real reason to do that that will impact you later and that as opposed to Nicolas Cage being like, I better do the dishes. Well, exactly. And then it's like, it prompts you to go do the dishes. It's engaged you in a way where it gets you to, you want to feel that you want to do the dishes. Nintendo, like a good parent teaching you the life skills you need. Amen. <laughs> I'm ready for it. When Mario teaches a character, I'm, to I'm going to get my 401k down. It's going to be amazing. It's going to yeah. nail it. <laughs> Well, and that's taxes, man. Twenty nineteen. 
Well, I mean, and that was, and I th- well, it's interesting because they tried to bridge that gap, though, right, mm. with the uh, the Rocksmith or whatever it was, and that that never really caught on. And it, it was an interesting thing where we had no problem, we had no problem pretending to be badass rock stars, where there was a modicum of skill involved. You needed right. to, you know, things were moving fast. It was a skill game as far as games go, I think. But nobody, maybe the genre had sort of played itself out by then, oh, but nobody me. seemed interested in, yeah, in a, you know, a rock band and Guitar Hero. Nobody seemed interested in playing that game, in learning how to play guitar and gamifying oh, that, about, that chore. So just for uh, those who don't uh, know, I fucking remember this game so hard, uh, but uh, Rocksmith was the game where you, it's, it's Guitar Hero with a real guitar that you learned to play over the course of playing yes. I can't believe that didn't catch on. Um, I think it just was, like you said, it was the tail end of that genre, and it it was the most confusing peripheral I've ever seen in my life. Um, Was it not like just like a regular guitar, or did you have to like plug it in weird or something, or like what was up? Could use a regular guitar. Well, see what happened in the conversation, right? I, I don't know. Well, at that point, why wouldn't you just learn to play the guitar, right? right? Yeah, like, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. In fact, there's something fun about you slapping normal mode with three friends and, you know, you belting out all the small things in your friend's mother's basement. But <laughs> t- you actually learning to play the guitar, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's something else going on there, which maybe it's a turnoff, I don't know. And uh, at the same time, I think they actually made a guitar... A completely different company made a guitar with LEDs in the fretboard so that you could kind of rock band yourself into knowing how to play guitar. It totally didn't work. Oh, so we were just converging it all into the middle of the spectrum. And it all fell apart. And then it just burned. Speaking yeah. of peripherals yeah. that uh, had came up and up and up Ooh. and then burned into the fucking ground, the Connect is finally dead. It's they over. killed it. They killed my may boy. The, may the connect rest in peace forevermore. I am, yeah, I, I, I am dancing on this particular grave. I, I hope you know John Connect or whoever invented it isn't listening to this podcast. But like, <laughs> fuck that. I will man. say this: I had fun playing Res with it. You and Res are the only people slash game couple I know, power couple that has told me <laughs> to play the connect. Me and Res. Yeah, you and Res, man. All I know. All I know about the Kinect, other than it was a shitty peripheral that Microsoft lied to us about, was that it had cool military like applications. Ooh. Where like uh, it had, outside of it being a shitty UI piece for the the Xbox 360 and uh, the Xbox One, it had like really cool. I always find like these weird articles about it, and it always seems fascinating what people were using the Kinect for. For uh, sure. Everything except for playing video games, apparently. Yeah, well. Oh yeah, people people would mod them up, yeah, and just like control their PCs with it by hand or whatever. That 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 looked always really cool. I I think it was doing some cool like, did the was it the Kinect that was starting the eyeball tracking stuff for like dynamic like focus in video games? I might be I might be crazy about that. You ever see? Did you ever see that video? No. Yeah. Sorry. What else would it have been? Cut off my own question to ask another question. Did you ever see that video of the Kinect <laughs> um, in uh, night? Like taken on um, what do you call that? Night vision, and you can see all the like the beams and the balls that it's like projecting out. Oh of yeah, no. I've seen a video of that. Oh, That's no. nutty. It's cool, man. Yeah. It's kind of scary, but also cool. So if I was to it. the entire time the connect is on, it's like projecting all these like these like on different bands. It's the different like light pulses back at you, and so it's creating this grid around your room to sense depth. It's like super creepy looking. It makes any room it's in look like a holodeck from Star Trek. Which is yeah, you know, it's a cool yeah no, it's creepy and cool. 
uh and you it's like a really cool visualization of how the software was working and like how uh it tried to be what it was unfortunately it i don't can't know all be a nintendo yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> i've also heard some stuff like with uh i personally don't own an xbox one but i've right, heard right, a lot right. of like yeah i made the right choice yeah, you, no. No, you, did. you did um i've just been hearing we've had like it's even with the xbox one it had a bunch of like weird where the 360 was excellently designed through and through yeah. i guess except for some of like the hardware stuff early on obviously but uh the xbox one also had like a lot of like ui problems just in general and i think uh with the the connect and having to be part of the xbox it's like it, it compounded those problems I, I don't know if it's changed over the time i haven't had it well like i said i haven't had an xbox well the connect was originally for the 360 right it wasn't yeah, for that's right and they made a connect two for the Xbone. Um, that's actually right. gives me a chance to elucidate exactly what I'm talking about here. So the connect um, actually went out of production, I think in like September. Um, what this is, is in some ways more damning. Um, they have stopped making and have stopped selling the adapter that connects the connect to new Xbox one. So to the Xbox one X and the Xbox one S. So, if okay. you have an Xbox One X and an Xbox One S, they just became a hell of a lot more valuable. So that's very exciting. Um, but don't be, don't everyone. I look, look. I get it. I know <laughs> we're sad about the Connect. I know we're all gonna miss uh, it. Um, sure. If it makes, if I can bring a, a a small ray of light back into our lives, let me try by saying that Mad Cats is back, everybody. They're back. back. They were gone for a while. Peripherals back. Ever. You know that crappy controller? Actually, negative. Don't negative. I will. I will say this mm. about Mad Cats because there's always like the running joke or like, ha ha ha. You're player two at my cousin's house and you get the shitty weird. That's Mad right. With like a light they on made, it, and grips and like a fan for your hand. It's all. They broken. made killer fight sticks. Apparently, this is what I hear. Daigo they, won with Mad Cats gear, like. Certifiably, wow. yeah, he was sponsored by them at one point, but um, but he yeah, won no, they, okay. their fight stick, right? Which one? What do you mean? Just like in general? Yeah, yeah, he, he won sp- with Mad Cat's gear. Okay, yeah, no, like, what, are you, what are you saying? Like, whether he's sponsored or not, like, he won with a Mad Cat's fight stick. Yeah. He's that good? But it's like, it's like, but it was like, no, it's like they were legit. Mad Cat's in the fighting game scene for their fight sticks were totally legitimate, as where they were making weird peripherals for like weird extra controllers and stuff for like co- regular console use. Uh, they were actually a force, but like, it's good to see them back as a person who watches like fighting games and stuff. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, but they're not, are, did they make a fight stick not, or is it like, I saw the yes. mouse. So what they're doing right now <laughs> no. is they're continuing the mouse, the keyboard and the headset lines. Um, <laughs> they don't, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So three products. Out of all the Mad cuts is make mad cats is making. Um, what new cats. new cats the new cats on the block i've come with a keyboard <laughs> and it still sucks but um, <laughs> fucking mad cats man can we wait can we say that it sucks this has been like like i no, no, no. as much as i like I'm i just, love the meme right. that the mad cat stuff was Episode weird one, is i wanted to come out down swinging on the cats good for them welcome back everybody um we're all in this together i uh, i have not used a mad cat's mouse keyboard or headset in my life um, I know that these are parts of lines that have existed before. Um, like it's got the same branding. I can't remember what their names are. But there's like a name for the mouse line, the keyboard line. 
Oh, like they, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, who knows? Yeah. So, I remember uh, I had a GameCube controller. It was sick. I loved it. Yeah. I'd happily take it over actual, like, first-party gear. What did that turbo um, button do on the on the controllers? Was that... I think on, on some of the controllers, you could set up, like, your own custom macro, so you could input BXR into, like, that button, and then you could hit the button, and it would execute that three... Oh, wow command string i think for some of them so you know if you're playing something i don't know just to name a game smash bros um it could be kind of useful um i think that's how it worked i as a stupid young child never figured out how but um i think that's what they were for okay that makes that makes some sense to me i I can see why that would kind of come out of popularity as time goes forward because like that's basically cheating now, right? Well, not even just that. A lot of games, uh, specifically fighting games, they let you inside the game rebind all your keys. You could have oh, like really? a R two be be. I know for Soul Calibur, some of the later Soul Calibur games, they they would let you rebind all your buttons on your controller, and so you could have. Because uh, I for one or two of the the moves for Soul Calibur, you had to input square triangle and circle i believe at the same time and so you could just have it on a butt that's so you so yeah no time moved on yeah well i mean that's interesting i I didn't know that um i don't know that fighting (laughs) this is how far this is how far times move on past me i didn't know that fighting games even allowed macros like that like i thought like a big part of it was like inputting your being able to like get those inputs precise and quickly that's I think there's a difference between macros and rebinding your keys. Because oh, okay. like there's just there's comfort issues people right. like have even on like the pads or on the fight sticks that you see people like uh, they don't shoot as much anymore uh, in fighting game broadcasts where people will like between matches they'll like do all their controller inputs, make sure that all the buttons right. are correct instead of like the default if they, it, it suits their character better kind of thing. Uh, but they used to like for a while now. Like at least at least for a long while now, they've allowed you to reset it. And I think macros is just like, I'm going to hit the button six times in like a second right, right, is right. more of the macro kind saying. of thing, right? So that's, um, I've looked it up and it seems the turbo button, a lot of people are saying, oh, it just, it's, it's as if you were hitting the A button really fast. And then there's this other person saying, oh, it's a programmable button. It doesn't increase the speed of anything. So I, I guess it'll forever be a mystery. I don't know what the fuck yeah, the no, turbo no, button the did on the <laughs> controllers and that's why mad cats went out of business <laughs> Man, this is, nobody knew what the fuck the controller actually Wait, did so now that mad cats shit was working perfectly i just wasn't aware of the go- that makes a lot of sense so um mad cats make controllers uh, a lot of companies Fact. make controllers some companies make controllers that are different than other controllers because those controllers are for people who have some sort of physical disability. Now, disabilities of all kinds um, can be found uh, in, 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 in guidebooks like uh, the DSM, uh, or I think there's one called the ISM. Oh, wow, you're the really... ISM dis- okay. Wow, I, I'm, I approve of this is, already. Is, uh, is, has recently been updated by the World Health Organization. And in, I thought you were. I thought you were just blowing time, so one of us could save you. I didn't this know this new was version a, holy shit. of DSM. Holy fucking Christ! <laughs> video game disorder has been classified. <laughs> I'd like to give a, a welcoming round of applause, uh, listening audience, to Arlen Carlisle, who 
might have provided the most perfect <laughs> fucking segue. Or of the hardest freestyle segue ever heard in your life. I think I'm like this like a space Mar- jam when he's just he's just I'm reaching. Just jazz, man. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just playing whatever comes into my head. So. Skippity bop bop I'm addicted to video games. So this is a real thing. Like, I, um, I, I, I definitely feel like this is something I struggled with uh, when I was younger. Um, was it was it was it a video game addiction or was it just an addiction? Okay, let's, no, well, like... let, let, let's, <laughs> let's 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 talk about it. Um, you hit you hit buttons. You rank up. There's a lot oh, of good, sounds and the lights are going off. It's an exciting moment in your it. life. It's just a great childhood. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, your life's boring. You're probably going through it. puberty. You know, you're probably not the you coolest person at school. This is this is the most exciting part of your day. Of course, you're going to get addicted to it. Well, look, like I don't. Really, so let's, um, let me, let's run down uh, what exactly the WHO said. Uh, well, Okay, well, okay. First, let's take that word I just said uh, exactly and throw it out the window. Let me run down what I kind of remember from the article I read on the bus three hours ago. Um, so uh, basically, video game disorder is uh, classified as um, a situation, a, beha- a, se- a sequence of behaviors where um, the you find yourself uh, playing games more than you find enjoyable. Um, where you find that your game playing gets in the way of responsibilities. Um, it's basically the alcohol test, right? If you wake up in the morning and the first thing you think about is cracking open that Zelda Breath of the Wild and trying to get that fucking fifth Korak seed because there just isn't enough room in your inventory for all your bows, then you might have a problem. Um, and uh, Maybe. Maybe. So the, the, the DSM or... Um, I actually don't think it is the DSM, it's like the ISM or something. Uh, the, the WHO hasn't given any treatment advice or suggestions, but they have identified that this is a trend that affects people. Um, do either of you feel like this is something that you might have encountered in your life, either with yourself or with others? Please name names and give addresses. Uh, not personally, I don't think. I'm pretty, like, I have some, like anxiousness about me so like i like blocking out time for video games and like i'll i'll find myself rather than continuously playing video games i'll play i'll do i won't play games if i feel like i don't have enough time for some reason that's so uh yes and no because then i'll have like three hours and be like i can't get into the witcher today because i'm gonna be playing for 10 hours so like if it messes around with me in that sense but like no um I personally, I've never had like a video game kind of addiction. I could totally see it though. You hear about it every once in a while, where like a kid in Korea spent forty-eight hours at a PC bong there and just yeah. dies. So like it, it's it's not like this is uh, like an uncommon thing or something we've never heard about or ever suspected. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, how about how about you, Christian? Do do you uh, do, do you want to out anybody in your close personal life by full names and um, social insurance number? <laughs> well, I don't have the social insurance number, but I got their mother's maiden name. Okay, that's um, cool. Also, it works. <laughs> uh, I don't know. High school, big time. Like, I would sometimes I would wake up early, knowing that I could squeeze in an hour. I mm-hmm. would get home and I would play. Uh, um, it was like every waking moment. Yeah. For like a good couple years. Um, and you know, just because I knew, oh, I'm doing this, and you know, it's really fun. Was I avoiding uh, personal responsibility and emotional stuff? Yeah, hundred um, percent. 
we had to divide up who got to play when in my house based on blocks uh, by an hour. Wow, so yeah. you can only play for an hour and then you'd have to cough up the controller. Um, uh, it got to a point where they would, um, they would take away the wire that plugged in from the power bar <laughs> of the 360 to the wall and my mother would hide it. Yeah. And then uh, we, we started this cat and mouse game where my brother and I, we would go and we'd find the wire and we'd plug it back in. And then eventually my dad would take the wire to work with him. At which point I realized that it was the same wire that your computer power supply oh, used. Wow. <laughs> so was it the 360s? Because I know yeah, no, it totally yeah, was. It totally 100%, is. 100%. 100%. So <laughs> my brother and I started grabbing those. It was about that, even with the Game Boys, my mother would have to hide our Game Boys when we were younger. Um, and I, I remember in math class, this is, oh my God. So math class, in my, my grade 10 gifted math class, mm-hmm. I had oh, class. About with, it. Throw gifted in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because it, it's part of the story. No, no, because okay, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Continue, continue. So in my school program, you, yeah. you had obviously like the, the gifted, like whatever classes, the normal classes. So there was a kid in the class and he was gifted and his father taught the gifted math class. Oh, wow. This is everybody's high school nightmare come to life. Your father's the teacher. This is upsetting. I'm not going to say who it was or what. (laughs) I haven't seen the guy in years, but I remember one time I had to go do something up the board and then we had the board proper. And then in between the board proper and the teacher's desk was a smart board that we would occasionally use. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, uh, this, this was back in 2012, I guess. And I remember picking up the chalk and I glanced over to the smart board and I saw a PS3 controller on the behind the smart board. So clearly <laughs> I wasn't the only one that was going through this problem where right. somebody had to bring the controllers to school with them to hide them from their children. Oh, so, wow. And then they worked yeah. the right there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. what's he going to do? Steal it in front of the dad? No, it was great. Oh, it was, awesome. I was like, oh, this is clever as shit. So clearly this, you know, uh, this was the thing, this is a problem that a lot of people had. Oh, yeah, uh, my parents did it too. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, what, what was your, what's your tall tale? No, it's the same thing. I mean, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know how much I want to admit. They would lock. My parents would lock um, the door to the my my dad's. I was a PC gamer as a kid, you know, because um, I didn't have any other options. And uh, my my dad would lock the door to his office where the computer is. So I would go in through the window after. So I could play the open or whatever. Was it on? Was it on which? The, the point is, I never got to play as a child, and I and I'm so good at Assassin's Creed now; it's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, is that why you're like skinny as a rail? That's now? right. So, yeah, just in case someone locks you out of your video game, you need to be live. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Oh, I had to go between the bars, and uh, yeah, no. So I, this was totally something that I struggled with as a kid, and I feel like I still do. Like. I sometimes, as recently as four days ago, will, I'll be like, okay, I have to go to my girlfriend's place for a couple days and get away from video games so I can, like, study or uh, so I can get my work done. Um, It's, it's bad, man. Like, when you, if you have an avoidant personality, like, like I do, um, any, like, escape you can have to a whole different set of expectations and worlds and deadlines is, like, it's, it's super, uh, it's super compulsive. And uh, it could be a problem. Um, I always- my last, just just to chime in, my okay. last relationship, I remember, uh, and she was very cool. Where I would be like, "Yeah, you're visiting for like seven days, but 
I'm going to have to play video games. <laughs> she'd, she'd be like, that's fine. And then I'll never forget this one night where... Oh, um, I know the story. Do you know this? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Is this, is this a Bloodborne story? No, no. Um, oh, that's a good example, That's a good though. story, too. That's a good story, too. Um, uh, we were playing Counter-Strike, and it was like 2, 3 in the morning, and her friends were Snapchat... All, her, one of her friends, and then I think a couple other people all within 20 minutes were snapchatting each other pictures of their boyfriends <laughs> playing video games while they were in the room. Awesome. So it was oh. just this series of images of just young men with their backs turned. And I got really, I got, my immediate was response was I got really upset that my girlfriend had taken this sort sure. of unflattering photo of me without my knowledge. And then my immediate response after my initial anger was, oh, I'm kind of a piece of shit, aren't I? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's it just, I had to, I remember that one. God, what, what's uh, the, what's the Bloodborne story? No, uh, this is a good one. That one, I don't want to, I don't know so if much- I want to tell that one on the, <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. Yeah. Okay. No, dude. Oh. Okay. So she was, she was visiting and I was, I was getting so upset. Mm. It just, I couldn't beat, I think it was the bloodletting beast. And I kept like blowing my vials and then I'd go back to the, the, the university and I'd grind and then I'd go back and I'd get fucked up again. <laughs> Eventually uh, we went out and then we came back and it was like time to go to bed. And I'm like, I'm going to stay up and play in Bloodborne. Okay. <laughs> and so she had gone to bed and I'm just sitting there at two in the morning in the basement, just, just playing. And then eventually I'm like, it hits that point where I'm thinking, okay, this is, I'm just tired. I can't, I shouldn't be, this is where it's got to stop. <clears throat> And I went and I go to sleep and I have this dream and I'm like killing demons and stuff like that. And then, and then it was like uh, one of the, one of those witches like grabs me and I like, I could just feel my, I like it just cold on my forehead. And then uh, she shakes me awake and she was like, what's going on? And I'm like, what? She's like, you're screaming in your sleep. And then I'm immediately it clicks me i'm like oh you're the you're the bloodborne witch <laughs> it's just so she's like what was it what were you dreaming about what was it I, I just i didn't have the heart to tell her i'm like oh nothing i don't know i don't know God. Oh what am God. i gonna tell her what am i gonna tell her you're the bloodborne witch poorly with any other human being no one that wants to get that first thing in the morning <laughs> That's the no. This is like the first thing in the morning. This is like five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's first thing in the morning. Anyway, I don't God. know. So the point is, the point is when when you listen to this podcast, this is when you hop on Twitter, you hashtag too far gone. You tweeted at us, and <laughs> oh, uh, you, you tell us, you tell us your most embarrassing. You have to steal the power supply cable. You're climbing into the second floor of your house oh, to play more Neo. Love it. Hashtag too far gone. <laughs> tell us how you've been just the dirtiest and most addicted person in video games. Oh my god. Share your rock uh, with us at too far gone. Uh, yes. I guess. So going back to the topic at hand. Oh, oh do we have one of those? Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to like go back to like the whole uh, idea behind it, there was a lot of there was some pushback uh, from like the gaming community about sure. it. Uh, this idea that uh, gaming addiction could be a real thing or whatever. But I think uh, just us being open about it and thinking about it at least a little bit clearly uh, and objectively, I think we could all agree that this is yeah. I think it's a time that we're at a time and a place where we have to kind of recognize these, oh, these problems um, now more than ever with the fucking MTX and you know what the guy from Florida called it that the Star Wars battle when he said it's a fucking casino and let's get real to get you think Hawaii, back to Counter Strike or something Hawaii. Sorry, my apologies. Well, as long as um, apologize. 
I wouldn't uh, want to be called that I was from Florida. So, you know. So, anyway, like, um, <laughs> you hear gone, love all the states mostly equally. Counter-Strike, people were literally gambling with the gun skins. And then even, you know, the, pre- the predecessor, the precursor to that, TF2 was basically uh, Casino on Wheels with the fucking hats. Yeah. And uh, it's still a largely unregulated uh, thing. I think online gaming, gambling in general is largely unregulated, mm-hmm. at least here in Canada for us, right? I mean... Totally. Even in the States, it's like, it's it's still the Wild West. The fact that the, uh, per, uh, not producers, video game, the video game companies can are still trying to find new and inventive ways to how far they can push the boundaries shows that, right? Getting money out of your pocket. And it's, it's not, as much as legislation might work to catch up with it, it hasn't, it hasn't, it's only beginning to even think about trying to catch up to these things. I think more than anything adapting to video games and the internet, I think, more than the more than it adapting to us, I think we need to adapt to it yeah. and understand right. that these sort of cyclical feedback loops, these 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 uh, these games that are built to like inflame your fucking senses and get you to dump in hours, we need to be adapting to that rather than the other way around. Mm. I mean, yeah, it, 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 we're in a very interesting time because the internet is hitting 20. I guess it hit 20 a little while ago, depending on what you count. I count like the mid 90s because I feel like that's when it kind of saturated. But um, as uh, as all these technologies kind of mature and become the reality of the generation for as, you know, as long as we've been alive, we're going to see a lot of kind of adjustments I, I feel like screen time in general like internet addiction the um the idea of uh having all that technology uh streamed or having all that information streamed at you all the time um i will be very interested to hear what's in vogue for parenting with screen time 100 years from now i mean if we still have screens 100 years from now but like if we if, if we yeah. haven't gotten the, the hidden the singularity yet yeah exactly. Man, if we're not I'm all one, they got the- you know <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, so you can invent the chip to put the so you could like see the screens behind your eyes. I'm totally in. Oh, 100. percent I'm playing so much Breath of the Wild, like so much more than I <laughs> all the time. time. All well, the time. You and I, Alan, we've mm. had this conversation before, where even like when I'm on Twitch, I'm a young guy. I think all things considered, you know, even so, a couple years ago, I think when we had this conversation, I think I was 23. Definitely younger. That chat, that chat moves so fast yeah the chat moves fast and you were i think you're you were like yeah but like i just like picturing these young teens that are just so plugged into the matrix that they can just read they just decompile all that information and Mm. i'm like there's no way i I, there's no way anybody's actually reading this stuff but um uh, so i mean even twitch as a not that i would i don't know if i'd call twitch a disruptive media but i think twitch yeah yeah for sure I mean, look at yeah. uh, look at look at um, the popular phone-based game HQ. Not to get off on a tangent, but that uh, it, you know, I, I think live streaming in general and Twitch is just completely changing the way the world works. But sorry, continue. Well, well even uh, even today, sorry. right? What happened today with the fucking uh, that League of Legends guy? Oh, Tyler, lol, Tyler won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was so, the most viewed on Twitch ever, or what was the deal? He, he overtook for a sing- Faker. Yeah. Yeah, for a single person broadcast, he was the most viewed person on Twitch ever. Uh, he peaked at, if the numbers are correct here on this tweet I'm reading, he peaked at 386,000 viewers uh, and calculated out based on some people at Twitch and some quick math. Uh, 
he was getting about four subscriptions per second. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! But yeah, uh, the I, whole story. We logged in, and it was you couldn't chat. There was no chat for any Twitch channel. It was just people subscribing to this guy. Yeah. And so I think this plus broke the chat. <laughs> yeah. So it's a yeah. big day. It's a big day on Twitch right now. Not just for this little thing, but like the whole story behind this, just uh, to give some background information. Uh, Lol Tyler one. Two, about two years ago now, mm. was banned from League of Legends by Riot Games for being a toxic member of the community. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. yeah, like he's a, he's was notoriously toxic. So like, he actually was. This uh, wasn't like them being out of touch. No, 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 no. This wasn't because there was a push a while back for Riot to be like, "Oh, we're hiring hiring behavioral scientists to figure out the best way to make uh, League of Legends shit the most like non toxic game." It didn't work because. They, there's no way you could possibly the amount of people playing it was just way too difficult anyways uh yeah no he would notoriously pick uh he would insta lock draven one of the hero uh one of the characters from the game mm-hmm. no matter what didn't matter if like he couldn't play like the role didn't fit for the the match he was playing whatever uh just generally like toxic outside on streams uh bad behavior that kind of thing and they didn't riot didn't want him a part of this community and so two years later now uh, <laughs> he's been freed from the pits like some kind of superhero villain like oh joker it's time you've done your sentence come back to society you're a changed man and so today was the day he came back to play league of legends uh oh, okay. for the first time yeah i oh. know and he blew up any so fit sk telecom once faker uh considered to be the best player in league of legends in the world uh he beat his f- uh, premier record streaming uh, broadcast by like over 110,000 people like he blew it out of the water today and it was crazy like it, it, I don't think Twitch has ever seen quite something like it he's still got 140,000 at the time of recording it's pretty yeah. It, yeah it's just even to think about that number like it's it's sort of a small number when you think about things like the Super Bowl I guess but 360,000 people 386,000 that's like more than a a small city. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's bigger than the, the town I'm in. That's yeah, for sure. Like, just oh my god, to watch this idiot fucking dress up as a League of Legends character and it, do kind of decent from what I from what I heard. Hey man, like <laughs> not that I play League, but like this is this is a moment. This is going to be one of those things that gets the money people from the old media kind of looking at live streaming. You know. Um, awesome fucking awesome um so speaking of things that are problematic and should have been banned years ago but have crawled their way back into our public consciousness it's time for us to uh to quietly oh i like where this is going i like where this is going the dark anime corner of two fun what do you got for us today anime news what do you got yeah so um as I said at the top of the show, uh, January is the start of the winter 2018 uh, anime season. So we got a bunch of new shows premiering within the coming week and a half, two weeks uh, now. Uh, the first of which being, which is, I think is actually one of the first shows in general to premiere this season, was Devilman Crybaby Hell on Netflix. Yeah. Oh my god. What what a sh- show. Like. It's, it's crazy to think about. Um, so for those of you not informed uh, or had never heard Devil Man be- about Devilman before, I know I was one of you up until 
early last year, I was one of you people. Um, Devil Man is a was originally a manga from the 1970s made by Gon Nagai. Uh, it, it's the story of a boy or a teenage boy who fuses with a demon uh, to fight the demon invasion of Earth. Okay. And it's pretty. You're thinking, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, the trailers, as I know, Alan has watched, and I know Christian has watched part of the show. Uh, I've I've yeah, finished like, it as like a halfway. Yeah, the trailers. So yeah, good. Uh, it's pretty crazy, right? You're thinking, oh man, you some violence. It looks like some drug use, some pretty like mature audience stuff. And then you watch episode one of Devil Man, and holy shit, it, it, there's a reason why it's on Netflix and wasn't being made to broadcast it's in Japan. Spicy, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It, it's like R18 plus to the max. Want to give me some instances? It's like I don't like the first episode. It, the the like this underground nightclub and like you know, like heavy fucking drug use and like gory violence. Like pushing pushing the word violence to like one extreme end of the threshold. Like it's it's pretty visibly Yay. bloody. Uh but in a full cool frontal, stylish way. full frontal for like it, i think i, <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, your full frontal every episode i've seen some full frontal nudity okay at least at least a couple seconds worth. and it's it's but it's interesting though because like it's this hyper violent sort of story and like i'm following it and i'm engaged and like every time it's not every just time the it violence up, i'm like i'm like oh yeah like, but i'm not it's not sexy it's just there's nudity Decadent, over the yeah, top. It's right. like, it's gratuitous and it's, you're never going to sit there and watch that show. Uh, and you're never going to be like, Oh yeah. Like it's, it, it never gets to that point. Like it's not deployed for that reason. It's there to serve as a sort of, it's, it's a symbol of, yeah. I don't know, maybe and Brandon, you can, you can tell me if I'm fishing in the wrong pond here, just from what I've seen in the first five episodes like it's this really interesting it is a coming of age story in a way and i think you're dealing with you know as as a young teenager maybe your body goes through changes and you have to deal with you know maybe people at school and life at home and maybe you got a a crush on somebody and these types of things and it's it's sort of it's just drilled to an extreme fantasy level and it's it's exciting it's an engaging and it's uh it's something that you want to keep watching yeah, for sure. So like the whole thing with so up until like halfway through uh the first episode, uh the main character, Akira Fudo, mm. um he's like this milk toasty kind of young boy, uh known as a crybaby, hence oh, the name. True, okay. Uh and he's like he's this like kind of skinny kid. He's part of the track team because uh the girl he lives with is also on the track team and is like a childhood friend. So it's like, like kind of like, likes her, like kind of likes her. Yeah. And so, uh, his friend, uh, uh, Rio shows up out of the blue one day after being abroad for some time. And he's like, come on, uh, Akira, we're going to find the demons and prove that they're real. And then he takes them to the, this underground club where like uh, Akira for the first time, really, like gets to this point where it's like oh yeah well i've like been experiencing these feelings about like love and like being going through puberty and then it's like we're gonna crank it up to 11 people are doing drugs uh there's like open orgies going on while he walks in crazy like lights and visuals and stuff and it's just like a sensory overload for him and then 
<clears throat> as that goes on, the violence escalates as Rio kind of like it just hits this his- fever pitch, and it's like the friend that brought him there is sort of like riling. He's whipping it all up into a frenzy, like he's a chief element of it himself. And it's it's Damn. it reminded me of uh, what's the track called? Uh, oh, it's got that. You're gonna know, Brandon. You're gonna know for sure. Oh, from Hotline? No, no. Um, Ah, oh, fuck off! What was it called? Uh, <laughs> From what? Oh my god! It was like it was like electro, and there was a music video for it, and it was ah uh, die die. I want to say die. And it was, was it? The, are you talking about the, like the one at the pool? Fantasy. Is it the pool? Yeah, the pool one. Yeah, that that that. Holy shit! I don't remember exactly, the name for that, but I know oh, what you're that's what about. it is. It's I think it's the track is called Fantasy, and uh, D Y E is the name of the artist. Uh, NSFW, don't watch it at work, don't watch it on the bus, don't watch it in front of your grandmother. <laughs> this this music yeah. video is fucked up, but it has to do with, it's playing with a lot of these themes, this idea that, like, you're sort of excited that your your body's going through changes, you're, you're feeling, you're feeling these things, you're growing, you're, you're the, the new stimuli, you're getting fired in your brain, like, these neurons are going off, things are changing, it's exciting for you, and, um... <clears throat> Uh, then when at, you, at the fever pitch of it all, yeah, uh, when, when things a demon possesses Akira and he transforms into Devil Man, who is par- uh, a, de- a demon just as who has the heart of a human himself. being. It's sick, yeah, but like, like, yeah, the next day he he com- looks completely different. It's to like a show that he's physically changed right. by being possessed by a demon, but also every, every, like, every girl in school like, this, like wants him, like it's it's hot, like. <laughs> It's like yeah, he's he's gone th- essentially like power game through puberty, and he's now this, this power like, level being of immense power. Like a day, um, but it's awesome. it's it's so I I don't know. Like I hope I hope by the time I finish it that I still feel this way about my reading of it. But it's so mm. only because like just because we were sharing earlier about like our experiences dealing with maybe like overplaying or getting anxious about how we're allocating time for video games. Right. Um, I don't know. As a young man, it was like a big deal, you, you know, who was getting laid in high school and who wasn't. And I'd, I'm not going to speak to anybody else's experience, but certainly for mine, it was just this big Mickey Mouse sort of going to Disneyland. I'm going to meet Mickey. I'm going to ride all the rides. I'm going to eat all the sugar. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be the greatest thing that's ever fucking happened to me in my life. And then it happens and it's actually, it can be upsetting and it can be unsettling in a way. It's something mm-hmm. not necessarily that you're not prepared for, but it's, it's so much larger than you. And this thing that you've built up is this, this lustful, exciting thing right. turns out to be, it can be kind of ugly in a sense depending on your experience with it. And I think that's something certainly that the, that the narrative so far for me has spoken to where you do go to this nightclub, but it, it's, you know, there's nobody in love here. It's just, just this, this, huh. this, this meaningless orgy or when he's, he's wandering around the streets and he's, he's going, he's working through these ideas for himself. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe I'm going to think different of differently of it after I finish the show. But, uh, uh- an interesting know. thing I was reading about it because um, uh, someone had translated an article for BuzzFeed Japan interviewing the director uh, who is uh, his name is uh, Yuasu Masaki. Yeah. Uh, also, fun fact for all you anime fans out there, he did Pink. Uh, he's directed Ping Pong the Animation Sick. and Tatami Galaxy. Also, ex- other excellent uh, uh, shows. My favorite. Totally recommend those. Yes. Um, but yeah, he was talking about it, how, while you have that narrative for Akira, 
Akira is like the stand, like the the center point of the show being Devil Man. Obviously, uh, it's it's kind of like his story as he goes through it, but he isn't the catalyst for change throughout the thing. <clears throat> Once he's possessed by uh, uh, Amon, the devil, uh, the demon who possesses Akira, uh, things for Akira don't really change a whole lot, and it's really how Ryo uh, changes throughout the story, which I think is really interesting. Which uh, as you get further he's along, the, he's the blonde-haired dude, right? Yes, he's okay. the the best friend of Akira, the blonde haired character, the one that the one on. that started the fucking satanic right, shit. Right. Like, yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Akira is like this this steadfast point in the series where you're know you kind of know how he's going to react. He's like a normal kind of human, uh, and then you get to Ryo, and it's how he changes throughout the like the series is how the story actually flows, oh, which awesome. I thought was a pretty. Yeah, it's a really interesting point because you fo- the show focuses on Akira. Obviously, he's the main character, but like the force for change and how and the people that are changing around him, it's really Rio who does all the change in the st- in the story. And I think that's a really subtle and interesting way to go about a narrative. Yeah, for sure. So, like maybe in like a like you'll be what they make you like that sort of an idea, or uh, just in the fact that like. Without giving anything, without giving too much away. Yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of difficult because you don't. I want to give like set points examples for it. Obviously, I don't want right. to talk uh, talk on my ass. Uh, but no, he like he as his like at the beginning of it, uh, as a story in episode one, he picks up Akira and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna find the demons. You're gonna help me out do this." And then things change subtly over time. Where he's like, uh, "Oh, now I don't want to just find out that the demons are there. I want to expose them." And then I want to yeah. expose them to the world. And then you see as his thing goes along, his personality changes quite a bit. And like it shaped his narrative shapes the rest of the story. Not necessarily Akira being the devil man fighting some demons and stuff. And then, but he, while his narrative is important for the, uh, for you following him as a character, the greater narrative of the story is being shaped by Rio. Awesome. Interesting. So but yeah, Real good, good stuff. If it's on Netflix right now, you can totally watch it. Not Netflix Japan. You don't have to, don't have to download Netflix. it. You don't have to go to a weird site. You don't have to ask the the kid next door. You don't have to. You can Figure do it right rule. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you have a Netflix account, you can watch it. You can watch it in English. You can watch it in Japanese subtitles. You can with ours. Uh, you can watch it in a whole bevy you can of watch languages. it in this is- Japanese describe video. I noticed when I was fiddling <laughs> with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was this trying is to like decide what to do with my how I should watch it. This is like a big deal for Netflix this time. This is one of the ones they put this a lot of money push, into. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is part of their big push for this year to get the anime audience. So they went all out. Tons of languages, tons of subtitle languages for for the different like regions being released all over the world, not just like Japan and North America, and then maybe like a country here too here in Europe. It's worldwide. So if you've got a Netflix account. And you are in for what can only be described as a wild ride, uh, a wild, not safe for work ride. Uh, totally watch it. I okay. highly recommend. So it. let's you got to walk us through the wild ride that maybe people might have a harder time watching or finding things out of it. Okay, yeah. So what he's alluding to is obviously Pop Team Epic, uh, uh, our which, our primer uh, for which I'm literally going to publish right now as you're talking. So yes, uh, so I wrote a primer. Uh, describing it but to go over it pop team epic is the story of two school girls uh <laughs> Pimi, the tall girl 
and Popuko, the small girl. Okay. Uh, uh, as they, <laughs> it's like this. Okay, so it's a four coma, which is a uh, Japanese style of comic. It involves four panels, right. uh, usually uh, sometimes comedic, sometimes whatever. Uh, the, usually the punchline being the end. And so right. the the manga for it was this web hit in Japan as well as uh, online. Uh, sometimes being like weird gags, sometimes being funny jokes about uh, about like nerd culture and stuff, but just like overall bizarre, surreal. I've heard it described as Dadaist. Uh, awesome. Just like, sorry, what? I said Dadaist. Dadaist. Is it, is it, I think it's Dada. I didn't want, and then I and then I. I wasn't going to do that. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's this bizarre adventure and people were like, what, what's this anime going to be? Cause four comas are like short little tidbit comics. They're right. four panels. Uh, and so the, and off, near the very end coming up to before it was launched, people started learning that it was going to be a 22 minute broadcast, a full length anime, not a short, which might have, like people thought, oh well, it would lend well to the format—a short, two or three minute animation, like a sort of per episode, sticking around sort of thing, like in between shows, like you might, see yeah, it. yeah, totally. yeah. And no, it was what man. Okay, so mm. I had people who would watch. I follow some people who are in Japan, speak English, uh, and so they were talking about it before it had reached us. Uh, it, later that day, it would be simulcast to Crunchyroll, uh, being subtitled and all. But yeah, it was a wild ride. So this the first episode starts yeah. out with the anime opening and intro for a show called <clears throat> Higarashi. Uh, what's the title? I have it in my article. Christian, could you look yeah, it up I'll really quick? It up, yeah. It's Higarashi Girl Drop, okay. uh, which is um, if the like if you didn't read the comic, like, it's Girl Drop. Yeah. yeah. So it. Total, it's a meta narrative joke where the author of it fakes canceling Pop Team Epic. It's like, I'm working on this new project. It's called uh, Girl Drop. And it's about uh, a girl who's, an, who's secretly an idol in high school. Okay. And then, uh, so the first minute and a half of this show is this the intro to this, this Girl Drop anime. That's a and brave the, move. And then you're like, okay, so what's going on? I, I had a buddy who was watching it and restarted uh, the, or like refreshed the page twice yeah, thinking sure. that Crunchyroll had made some mistake. And then the intro goes through fully animated intro segment showing off like uh, girls montaging training to be idols and stuff like that. And then suddenly Papuko just rips the screen apart head first goes through the the breach and is like no you're, you're this is wrong it's pop team epic time and then it's just this insane ride um, awesome like weird segments some of it panels from the old uh from the manga where they like recreate some of their gags some of it is just like weird panels where uh there's a scene where at the beginning of skyrim you're on the cart uh with the the, the king of the north uh the nordlings uh and it's but instead of it being uh, the king, it's Papimi. And she's like, oh, you've woke up. You're here with me now. And stuff. And like, oh, wow. there's a scene, and like there's screen distortions as it like switches between. All the while, uh, while it's being broadcast in Japan, there's commercials being cut in, like a normal TV broadcast. Uh, <laughs> and then, 
to top all this insanity off of the screen distortions, this cursor cuts, you're not sure if you're watching the right show or not. The the show ends halfway through the broadcast. What? And then it 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 circles back on itself. What do you mean? And starts it starts again. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning. So it starts with girl drop again. It goes through the opening. Uh one of the things that changes in between both of them, uh, which is an obscure reference to one of their co- older comics where uh so in the first half of the show, Pipimi and Papuko are voiced by male voice actors, okay. which is a throwback to one of their comics where they're like, uh, years ago, before anime was even planned, they were like, oh, whenever we get the anime, it would be really funny if we were voiced by famous male voice actors. Okay. And like, so the second half is all voiced by the two female voice actors that would be playing Papimi and Papuko for the rest of the show. Um, oh, wow. But yeah. So then it starts again. Partway through each of those segments, there's a live action segment where they're talking to a French animator as it's about to be a 3D CG section of the show where Papimi and Popoko go to France and talk to uh, Parisians to like to to figure out if the rumors are true that they're kind of like rude and stuff because the whole thing is rude. Yeah, that the French are rude (laughs) because part of the appeal of uh, Pop Team Epic not only being crazy absurd surreal it's super brash and rude where one of the mainstay images of the series that people like to replicate is a cover of the manga where it's papimi and papuko flipping you the bird awesome which is like which totally like is against like japanese culture of being polite right. and being not being a nuisance and stuff so like they go to they go to france and then they're like talking to this uh to this french worker and he just flips them off but yeah so but like so there's this weird also now uh live action segment then a 3d cg segment commercials you don't know when it's end so one of the my favorite tweets uh was when it started or, or what after the show had gone on nobody in japan really knew if the show broadcast had ended <laughs> or if it was like the commercials afterwards were like an elaborate hoax to continue the show because on nobody itself. knew and like it was such like an insane, which I I unfortunately kind of gets lost in the like Crunchyroll rebroadcast because right. you you just have yeah, the, the show and yeah. it it's already there. You can see the time limit and stuff. But yeah, no, it plays into like the insanity that is Pop Team Epic. Like you're never gonna like it's so of itself. Uh, it like it it was really just like the most wild of rides. How long has it been like? How long has have the the four commas been in, in circulation? Like it's been years, right? Uh, for Pop Team Epic, yeah. Uh, they started in 2014. Yeah. So, and this is like I've seen. You've probably even seen like the 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 main characters just in your travels and been like, oh, so that's so now it's you. We're going to be able to put a name to the face a bit more. Let's have a look for sure. See if I know these. If you look characters. up Pop Team Epic, you've probably seen like a, a comic like, oh, that- about them online. Yeah. Uh, so there's one. There's a very famous one where they go to a burger stand and they ask uh, the the person working there asks them if they want a hamburger, and then Papuko pronounces it wrong, and she's like, "Oh, you're a motherfucker." <laughs> it just like in plain English text, <laughs> and it's like one of those things where it's like. Uh, there's also another one where she tries to smash uh, a 
cuckoo clock and she misses the first time and she's like in 30 minutes i'll get you and the manga just like the four comma the last panel of that is just her standing with a hammer over top of a cuckoo clock like have it saying that she's gonna wait another third uh, essentially the joke is that she's gonna wait 30 minutes to smash bird that's gonna come out of the cuckoo clock rather than just destroying the cuckoo clock like it's these weird things you you if you've seen once you see the style, if you've been a denizen on the internet that kind of even like partially likes anime, you've probably seen a joke or like a cutaway from the panels. Uh, Whoa, this is some like very realistic hands on the yeah, bird. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and that plays into the absurdity of the whole the whole thing, right? Where it's like you'll have these moments where they're pretty stock standard. Speaking of uh, when they released key visuals for. Uh, the anime before it was released there was a running there's a referencing itself yet again there was a joke that uh in one of the four comma comics where uh they were like they made a joke and then the last two panels was a normal like broadcast version <laughs> like papuko and then there was blu-ray version papuko which is like an edited up like everything looks nice because in the blu-rays they always touch up everything and so the key visuals they released before the anime was released uh, before the anime premiered a few days ago, was the Blu-ray edited up version of the characters. And so nobody knew if like that was it going to be the classic art style? Was it going to be the edited art style? Was it going to be live action? Because all the previews they showed were these weird live action interviews where one of the times they kidnap a person in it. It's like, who knows what pop team epic is going to be when it thinks. And that it totally played off that. And I'm really excited to see if they can keep the momentum speaking, going. Because it's crazy for now. Speaking of Blu-ray yeah. touch-ups... I have a devil man question. I've noticed it a few times and it sort of tripped me up where I'll like stop it and I'll go to like a white screen. Is there like a black line that runs through the center of the screen in a number of the, uh, the shots like during transformations uh, or whatever? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I, I couldn't tell you for sure. It, I, it's kind of all a blur now. Devil man. I, I, <laughs> it's it still in, a I, I literally just like real puberty. I, I, it's, I don't remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no because I, I sat down and just watched it all in, in the day um but yeah um sounds awesome yeah and to move things along the one other show that i've mm. watched this season is the new card capture sakura oh it's uh, out. it started yeah it came out yesterday i believe as of recording yesterday um and it was it was nice it's very beautifully animated it's very cool as a person who Watched it a little bit as they were growing up. It was on TV for us here in Canada. Yeah, uh, I never really it was, watched it, it but it was like on, right? And you'd be like, you'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, card captors. Yeah, I had friends who really liked it. Um, that kind of thing, where it's like I, I didn't particularly watch it, but now that I have the opportunity and they're restarting the storyline all over again, right? Uh, it, it, it seems like a good time to like, hey, I'll check it out. Uh, and visually, very beautiful. Uh, it's it starts pretty fresh. Uh, all things considered yeah. for being a long running series. And uh, it does throw back to like some older characters, like the established cast from both the movies and the show are there in the beginning. She uh, Sakura, she'll make phone calls to talk to them and stuff just to show that they're in the world still. Right. Um, but it, it looks beautiful. Like I'll say that it's very, very well done uh, visually, uh, whether it goes on to be, uh, a well-written story is something to be seen in the future, but yeah, um, it was cool. Cause I know you guys haven't uh, watched it yet, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on uh, car captures, but it's cool. Check it out. It's out on Crunchyroll right now. Uh, if you're a fan, so uh, enjoy. Uh, it looks to be, it looks to be like a, a, a good revival of the show. It's uh, cool to see it back. 
It's uh, yeah. it definitely feels like a, a part of my childhood that I didn't so much um, embrace, but what but what was there, and it's it's you know that plus uh, the Escalflone and uh, Hamtaro reboots, and I'm I'm in. I'm all ready to be. Uh, oh, I'd, man, I'd kill for some Escalflone reboots. Wait, what the Holy shit. Uh, what what Escalflone? What? It was. It's like this weird mecha anime. It's like a medieval uh, um, version of. Um, uh, what's the one where they're in space? And it's Gundam. Th- thank you. No, dude, it was <laughs> awesome. That doesn't, that doesn't do it justice because Gundam is its own. No, but like, like, you just <laughs> nothing. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Alex, like, what, what was the one? They're in space. The robots. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you know it. Listen, I'm on the video game side. Yeah, I'm yeah, on the yeah. okay. There's a light yeah, side, yeah, yeah, a dark yeah, 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 side yeah, of the website. Okay, oh, okay. I live in the light. But yeah, doing you guys a down. favor by coming to your side of this <laughs> the nightmare <side> hellscape. <laughs> uh, yeah, and run, run down the rest of the uh, 2018 season the anime themes for this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Last year, uh, there was a show called Kakegurui. Uh, it's on. I think it's on Netflix now. Otherwise, it's coming to Netflix. No, it's coming to Netflix shortly. Uh, Fate Apocrypha came to Netflix earlier, and now it's going to be Kakegurui. The first season is coming, and they recently announced the second season, uh, which is excellent because it was something I really enjoyed. Uh, wild ride about uh, a student, a very wealthy student academy, where instead of joining like normal clubs like the baseball team or literature club everyone fucking gambled it was like a, like high stakes gambling cool. where if you went into debt you became uh, a pet uh, uh air, full in air full quote full air quotes mm. where you would essentially become subservient to other people so you your life could really go down the the drain if you were spicy because that the bets were insane as well like there was uh there's a girl that uh, the main character runs into very early on where the bet was that between her uh, I forgot her name but the main character Yumeko, uh, they bet their fingernails oh, whoever ooh, won the bet ooh. whoever lost the bet would lose that's like oh some RE7 so, shit man ooh. yeah so like it escalated pretty crazily uh, some people had complaints that it wasn't uh, the gambling was always kind of like you knew what was kind of going to happen it wasn't as surprising but the the ride was like a, a it was crazy so like you kind of gave up the suspension of disbelief that like you knew the good guys were always going to win right. kind of thing but just, like what, what's the shocking like, thing that's gonna set this in yeah yeah okay exactly exactly so that got a second season as like well a, like a uh, good like a good uh who wrote who wrote devil angel like a good dan brown novel like it's it's, it's, it's he's not a particularly good writer but it's an exciting story sure i would give it more than dan brown honestly yeah. there's a, there's a lot of nothing in those 300 pages would you put kakegurui over under dan brown's angels and demons <laughs> over over sure. you heard it here <laughs> okay. damn the show is also super stylish, so I'll give it so that. It has that to compared Brown. to Tom Hanks. <laughs> just, okay. just Dan cool. Brown is hey, hold on, Tom in Hanks a different that, that mullet. Look, come on, that 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 the flow. It wasn't a mullet. Were you going to call it a mullet? No, I'm going to call it. I can't. I'm, I can't support 
the Tom Hanks from Angels and Demons and along those ones. Inferno, what about, I was going to say, what about, what, about the, what about the Tom Hanks from uh, from the Da Vinci Code? What about that? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was, that was one no, of them. No, it's, it's interesting because I think Angels and Demons was the first one, but they came out with the Da Vinci Code. The da Vinci yeah, Code. Was, I remember, yeah, nope, totally read that, saw the movies when it came out. Those were good. Um, yeah, it was a good one. They were all right. They were solid all right. movie is Castaway. I really enjoy the part with uh, the ball. Uh, what's his name? Watson. Good dude. Fucking never heard of it. <laughs> now, Big was a great uh, movie. Yeah. Um, it was a... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, getting back to anime news. Um, Have so you guys seen Forrest Gump? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a whole generation encapsulated in one man. Yeah, yeah no, totally. He's been around. The movie's brilliant, uh, man. <laughs> But yes, going back another. So going back to movies, anime movies. On nice, Netflix, well done. Uh, I'm not as good as a segwayer as you are. Hey Alex, man, it's not I, the I, Space Jam uh, segue. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> we'll never beat that. But um, yeah. So last year, uh, uh, there was a Godzilla animated movie that came out in Japan, uh, and it's like a CJ anime film. And on January 17th, uh, that film will be coming to Netflix, which is exciting. I'm always, I love Godzilla. I think the whole idea of it is really interesting back to the, like the old, like uh, black and white films to like mm-hmm. all like the crazy monsters oh, they introduce wow. in it. Yeah. I love, man, I love Godzilla. It's, it's cool. I love me some Kaiju, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, this CG anime film uh, is coming to Netflix. It's all about Godzilla. Godzilla essentially wins in this film. <laughs> He takes over the Earth. Twenty thousand years later, humanity is in space, and they're coming down to fight Godzilla to reclaim Earth. Awesome! That's pretty. Holy so yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. I, I, like, I went from not giving a shit at all about <laughs> this movie to one hundred percent sold. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally crazy. It looks really cool. Uh, so yeah, once That's again, awesome. it comes out on Netflix on January seventeenth. The second movie has already come out in theaters in Japan, and from what I was reading, involves Mecha Godzilla. Uh, who is a Godzilla weapon to fight, uh, like an actual rebuilt mechanical Godzilla built to fight Godzilla. So <laughs> hopefully if this goes well, we'll also get the second one uh, on Netflix uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, who knows? And then uh, two last little pieces. Uh, last, uh, so last, uh, the fall, last season, last year now, uh, the fall 2017 anime season, we got a really cool show that I enjoyed a lot, Girls Last Tour, which is this post-apocalyptic journey of these two young girls as they travel the wasteland together, uh, trying to piece together what kind of what happened to humanity and what it means uh, to be together in this time where it's very much uh, just the two of them. And so unfortunately, or maybe it's run its course, uh, the manga for that inspired the show uh, ends on January 12th. So yeah, uh, it was a show I know I really enjoyed. And so it, Having never read the manga, it, it fills me kind of with a little bit of sadness that something I really enjoyed is kind of coming to an end, even though sure. I was kind of on the outside end of it. Um, and the very last piece of news is that Kumamon, the mascot of Kumamoto Prefecture, some of you may know as the crazy burn bear, with bear. Red, the burn everything mean bear. Uh, <laughs> you may have seen him. Uh, holding, uh, looking pretty crazy in front of a giant bonfire uh, a few years ago on the internet. It was <laughs> quite the thing. So, 
Kumamoto Prefecture has put up the money, and in 2019, Kumamon uh, will be getting a, a full anime, a TV broadcasted anime, awesome. uh, involving this character. Yeah, no, pretty, pretty weird. As like an outsider to this whole thing, like it's weird that you think, oh, this weird meme is getting a TV anime, but like I guess culturally wise, Japan always has like a, a mascot yeah, for everything. Like Hello Kitty, like something like Domo. Was that a product? Or Domo? Even better. Was that a product? Domo it was a. I don't. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, what's it called? Hello Kitty is part of Sanrio. Uh, it's like a whole, like, uh, essentially, like universe of cute characters. Does that involve the frog uh, guy? Yes, Kuropi. Oh, yes, and the, and the and the angry bird. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all of those were part of like the Sanrio character These cast. Cute ass characters. All... Yeah, That's... Japan loves making cute mascots. So it's like things. If you want to go back in time to reference a Simpsons episode, Mister. Oh, I remember. Uh, <laughs> was totally. It's totally one of those moments where the Western media plays up on. Uh, a character like uh, a, a cute mascot uh, a character and it's like a very popular trend in japan and it in the episode of the simpsons homer is mistake it thinks he's mr sparkle because the character looks quite like him just to just to tie this one off though like i think a couple of years ago when brandon and i were in japan mm. uh, just doing a bit of traveling uh <laughs> i saw the burn everything bear and i got i got excited on the street <laughs> like <laughs> I was excited that the burn everything bear was I, I had found it out in the wild and Brent. it wasn't just some like weird meme and then we looked it up and that's the part of the reason why yeah, I, I, did, I had no idea what this, this bear was it's just and so I guess it is like a corporate mascot kind of like sort of well it's the mascot for like the the surrounding area of Kumamoto what a, what a, but yeah what a this is like the evil brother to uh, to Smokey the <laughs> Fire Bear, right? Winnie the Pooh. Only <laughs> you can cause fire, forest fires. <laughs> Yo. Only you can set this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Very devil man. If we want to bring it back. What? <laughs> Very devil man. Yes. In a sense. To bring it all around. I, Only you can be uh, the guy. <laughs> Are you, are you a bad enough dude to burn it all down? Uh, <laughs> speaking of burning it all down, let's let's get let's get the hell out of here. So, <laughs> yes, that is the end of the anime Christian, news for me. Yes. What the hell? If I okay, if I go to toofargone.moe, that's M O E. Yeah. Uh, right now, right now, what will I see? Well, we check out. We literally, as Brandon was talking about it, you might have heard the faint tapping of me on my mechanical keyboard. Uh, we, pushed, we pushed. We pushed. Yeah. <laughs> we pushed. Uh, <laughs> we pushed uh, a primer for Pop Team Epic. So, if you're asking yourself what the fuck is this shit, uh, just go ahead. Now we have an article dedicated to that. Um, uh, we also have a brief history of a uh, dot hack fragment, the, the, the real life hacker dens. This one's actually kind of, it's short, but it's interesting. Where dot hack, um, uh, it, if you're familiar with the web series or if you're familiar with the franchise at all, um, it actually got back in 2005, its own MMO that was, uh, that resembled, you know, the, the source material later it got axed and then it, it got revived after that by uh english speaking people and you can you can actually play it on the ps2 with some some modding and whatnot and so we've we've written it's it's an interesting thing about that brandon's rundown of course of the 2018 anime season if you're if you're at a loss for things to watch brandon has you covered 
And then uh, even before that, we didn't really have time to talk about it today. The uh, the cat hook TF2 hack, uh, sorry, TF2 hack, uh, this weird false flag operation <laughs> by Team Fortress 2 hackers that has been in the, the works since the summer, it looked like. Very interesting. Uh, all this and more, too far gone, dot moe. Um, and uh, when, you, when you go and you want to type to us on Twitter, your deepest, darkest, most embarrassing, mother's maiden name included, stories of how you were addicted <laughs> to video games as a young teenager. Um, it's the number two, the letter F, the number four, the letter R, the letter G, the number zero, the letter N, and the number three. Too far gone. We had to leet speak it. We don't chose ask why. to leet speak it. <laughs> I didn't on, you gotta own it. it. We chose <laughs> it. I had to. I did the best I could with the tools that were at my disposal. <laughs> That's the long and short of it. But uh, and if you don't want to use the Twitters, uh, as some people choose not to, we are on Facebook as well with the same uh, weird amalgamation of letters and numbers. Instagram. Well we as- are on Tumblr. We are. You can reach us too far gone moe at gmail.com. We are on the internet. All of these links you can find on the landing page of the site proper. What, well, man, I was planning on I was going to throw to Brand for that. You, well done, well done, Christian. You, you handed the taking the taking the reins on this I fucking fort. I just want to reiterate: if you want to send us a <laughs> message, tell us how much you love this podcat You can reach us at too far gone dot at too far gone moe at gmail dot com. That's T O O F A R G O N E M O E at gmail.com and that's uh if you got, if you got tips if you want to write for the site if you got anything if you just if you just want to talk to us privately any about anything i'll talk to anybody about anything you just email us <laughs> christian's a lonely i will man. forward lonely. you send me to christian so it will all get taken care of everything gets read nothing gets replied to if anybody <laughs> wants to uh hire me i'm available looking at you kataku thanks for listening everybody